When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I better not talk with the chief, brother. You stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm going to go get hydrated. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey yo. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, Definitive Mighty Dash Podcast. We are back with another episode review, episode 6, entitled Twigs, which I thought was a good name for the episode there. Um, let's get into it. We got some time crunches, so I'm not going to talk too much about Kevin's Phillies and Tommy's Astros and the World Series and stuff like that. So let's move on to the first impressions. Um, Kevin, since you're feeling good, what's your first impression? Uh, I like this episode. Uh, I thought it was a good one. I thought it uh, had really good like pace and uh, it obviously ended on a really exciting note. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought there were some, some good quotes. Uh, it was funny. Um, it, it, you know, I feel like it moved the, the plot along. Um, I thought it was just a really solid episode. Tommy? I think this is the best episode of the season so far. Um, that was very good. You know, uh, I thought the cheese factor was a little bit uh, at a minimum. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. have a little bit of cheese in every single episode. But, you know, the ending, great. It's, it's something that we might accept, uh, expect out of one of our Duck Hunter movies. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of that nice, uh, you know, reveal. And we did get a Gordon Bombay reference. So do we put we the over-under at one and a half? I think we did, yeah. Yeah, and so there's the we'll one. Get a, we'll get at least one more in the next episode. Yeah. There's will be like, oh, yeah, I remember when Coach whoever his name was (laughs) but no best episode of the season so far yeah i thought it was really good i enjoyed a lot Uh, a bit of a deeper episode i didn't think it was as funny maybe as some other episodes but yeah as kevin said a lot of good pacing um some yeah some good plot progress and uh the hockey was pretty good initially and then sort of faded once we saw coup but we can get into that later um yeah so we have Obviously, uh, the arcs were all pretty, you know, intertwined here. You had Dominate and the Mighty Ducks. You had Evan and Cole coming together, and you had sort of the Mighty Ducks coming together. Um, let's start, I guess, with Evan and Cole. Uh, obviously, Evan sits the first game, and then they have a nice little, you know, montage, and he gets the skates. Just what did you make of Evan and Cole's sort of relationship as they went through there? Uh, Tommy. Um, it was good. You know, um, I liked it. I like when we see Cole kind of being the supportive coach, like it's kind of like the opposite of the villain coaches that we're used to in the Mighty Ducks series, if you will. Um, and it kind of reinforces what we know about the character, um, him using positive reinforcement for Evan, you know, um, giving him the skates was cool. Um, I know I'm jumping ahead, 
Uh, but this was a classic Mighty Ducks moment of the Ducks getting mad at Evan for accepting skates when yeah. his were broken. It's re- reminiscent of like um, Peter Mark not understanding sarcasm in Mighty Ducks <laughs> 1. Um, but no, I like Evan and Cole. Um, and it was uh, it was good. And I, I, I thought everyone was good in this episode. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, that that whole arc just kind of reinforces that Jace is just being a little bitch because um, uh, you know Cole is a very supportive coach like he's not like this tyrant um, so I, I I think um, I think we're learning a little bit more about about Jace uh, through the Evan and, and Cole relationship yeah yeah even with Alex Jace was kind of out for a while obviously yeah. comes around in the end but yeah great point on the skates I don't understand why they were dogging him for getting brand new <laughs> skates like uh yeah, Sophie like turned that into a traitor moment. It's like, oh, that's why you're wearing new skates. Like his his skate had broken, and he needed some new skates, and they gave him. Coach Cole gave him some. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that was like a, a sellout move uh, in Sophie's mind. But I thought it was fine. He was just trying to play. He was just trying to enjoy the camp. Um, I did like his line. You know, the shampoo in the locker room gives me great volume. I thought that was a good scene when he was you know sitting in the chair doing all that um yeah and then obviously you have team dominate coming through we'll talk about them uh mighty ducks how did you feel you know obviously they suck which was uh i guess refreshing to see i was hoping they were going to be you know i was worried they were just going to be good or something uh right away and then you know somehow meet dominate in the final so they they struggled a bit but uh yeah what did you just make of their first i guess two games leading up into dominate I mean, Coob, what, man? <laughs> like, he's not even trying. Like, he's not even moving. And yeah. Like, it's, uh, and I, I thought, I think that's weird. Like, at least, like, when Goldberg was bad, like, he was trying. Right. You know, he just wasn't any good. Um, and so, but Coob just stands there. Um, so I, that, that's kind of odd to me. But yeah, I, I wrote down like four different times, like, Coob, what are you doing? Coob, <laughs> not even trying. Like, um, Aside from that, though, uh, I did like uh, we heard a lot of like the ducks horn going on, like the song in the background, mm-hmm. um, the theme music. So uh, I thought that was good. I thought that was really uh, fun and exciting to hear. Yeah, especially early on, we got some good Mighty Ducks music there. But uh, yeah, Tommy, any any more thoughts on Coob or the rest of the team? Coob, not moving whatsoever. <laughs> it's like maybe the actual Luke Islam is just terrible on the ice and can't even like move a shoulder or something or try to stop a shot but it's it is really embarrassing it was just like in the um the first two periods against dominate it's like the only thing we saw was like we saw them miss a shot which i guess tracks what we found out later um i guess also on the hockey it's um it's like yeah you guys didn't practice at all what you think was going to happen you know (laughs) um also nick as the assistant gm with his scouting report you think that scouting report would say which hand, you know, these guys are right. so you know where they're going to be shooting from. And so he deserved to put that uh, notebook in the trash. Um, yeah. So those are my thoughts on the, on the hockey. Um, I, and also, I guess, you know, it could be coincidental, but, you know, one of our favorite episodes for me, I think it's my favorite episode of the season. It's when they are they're actually playing hockey. And so I, I imagine a lot of people might feel the same too. And that's, I think, one of the criticisms we've gotten. It's like, we're not seeing any hockey right. being played. And, uh, and now we got some and, I, I thought everyone was great. Even Alex, you know, tip my cap to her. Yeah, I, I – oh, go ahead. 
I, I was just gonna say I would love to see the stage direction for for Luke Islam in, in those <laughs> scenes. Like, does it say just like don't do anything, or like are they just like all right? Well. Yeah, it, it was frustrating because we we fixed this in season one. Like, Coob got better. He was able to move and he was able to stop the puck. So like, I could understand. Um, and you can you can get a a stunt double in there that actually knows how to play goalie, and maybe he you know misses the puck or something, but at least he's trying. But he he stood there. Yeah, the the early montage of Dominate I thought was really good. Uh, they had some good hockey scenes there when it went, you know, they were passing across the net and doing one-timers and stuff like that. It looked pretty legit. And, yeah, and then we got to Coop and just any sort of setup goal they had, uh, the goalies just didn't move, which was uh, disappointing after some good hockey, you know, earlier on in the season and whatnot. Yeah, Nick with the assistant GM, I liked – I like that it no like nothing worked, but yeah, you would figure he would know the hands. You would figure Alex, after watching her son for like play hockey for like ten years or eight years or whatever it is, would know what hand he is. Um, so it, there might have been a little better way to bring that across there. Uh, but yeah, you get to really the campfire scene uh, after they go zero and two, and yeah, just. Uh, you know, with the twigs and whatnot, Tommy, how did how did you feel about the way that whole thing played out? I actually liked it a lot, and uh, I also really liked, um, you know, Alex's whole thing has been like summer camp is supposed to be fun, and now here she actually we get a bit of reveal about her character. Parents were divorced. Summer camp is like when she actually had fun. It's like, hey, finally, there's kind of like a reasoning of why you were totally ignoring this intense hockey camp. Um, and so maybe that's another reason why I like this episode. It's like, oh, okay, now everything makes sense. And we also kind of get a similar moment with Sophie toward the end. Um, and so I liked it. Um, Jace, whew, man, <laughs> real, uh, real tough guy. But I, I like that he came around at the end. I like the twigs. Um, good one-liners in there. I'm glad we heard from everyone. Sam had a few more lines. Yeah, just good, you know, scene from, from everyone. And so I, I do feel like the first five episodes were building toward this scene not well i guess maybe the latter half of the episode which is hey it sucks to lose doesn't it you know right um and so uh yeah really like the campfire scene yeah i would agree uh i thought alex's speech was actually really good it kind of moved me a little bit uh which i was not expecting yeah and you get the explanation for why she's so much like let's have fun and let's make friends at camp and things like that so yeah that that scene was really good gertie continues to be funny i enjoy gertie yeah fries we'll see what happens like he has no scenes with his brother so i will see if that like pays off in the end there but fries I, I, he wasn't funny but i did like his his scenes though uh-huh yeah yeah like his so, story yeah so i i'm i want to see more of fries I, I feel like that's two episodes where i was like okay i got a little bit of fries but i don't have enough of them maya had a good line you know, being exhausted and stuff like that. So she's she might be, you know, overtaking Coop here for the the breakout uh, character of this season here. Especially because uh, Coop really <laughs> sucked on the ice. Man. No. Yeah. Anything else, Kevin, on the campfire scene or anything else uh, we need to talk about there? No, I, I thought the campfire scene was, was cool. Um, 
I I thought for a minute we might get like a duck's appearance there, like mm. a, like an OG duck. I, I it kind of felt like that a little bit, but I, I obviously that didn't happen. And it, I think the way they played it was perfect. But um, it kind of just they were playing the music, and it's like, all right, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And it, I thought that was uh, ultimately a, a, a cool way to kind of tease that out. But um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really good scene. I thought all the kids were really good. Yeah. And so is episode seven the spirit of the ducks, or is it eight? I believe it's episode seven. Well, What's let me, next? Let me yeah, double check I, that. Do, do we think it's going to be Russ Tyler? It's got to be. That's the theory. That's like the discussion on the Discord that Russ is working for the Ducks. So it's yeah. going to be him and then, you know, some of the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks PR already sent out a press release um, before the season started that these four players were in the film. So we know the Anaheim Ducks are coming. The OG Ducks, the Mighty Ducks, who knows who's going to be there. But again, in the trailer, it certainly seemed like Alex was shooting a knuckle puck. So it would it would make sense that Russ was somehow, you know, involved in this. But I'm, I'm really hopeful that it's not just Russ. I'm hoping that like one of the other Ducks, like like a carp or something, is like the PR guy for the Ducks. And he was yeah, the one who like, helped good. get it set up or like uh, you know, Peter Marquez is Zamboni. If that's it. Like if it's just Carp as the PR guy, that's probably it. Assistant yeah. PR guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be disappointed if we only got like maybe one. Uh, but maybe they're saving it for the finale or something. And I guess we did get Portman too earlier in the season. Right. Well, so yeah, maybe- we started so strong with Portman. And you, you thought maybe, you know, some others would show up along the way. And now we're six episodes and haven't seen anybody else. But I don't think that's unexpected, though, like six episodes in just the, the arc of the show. I, I, I do feel like we, we at the very least know that it will be a new duck, a new old duck, not because we know their backstories from last season. Right. Unless like one of them just got a job, that's going to be disappointing. If it's like, you know, Averman, but like, you know. But, well, I mean, maybe yeah. he's the one who drives them to the, uh, uh, <laughs> oh. to the uh, pond or whatever. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. So I'm ho- I think we get at least one. I'm hopeful for more, but we'll see what happens there. Um, so we go to the game, dominate, obviously doing their thing. Did you, well, I guess early on before they had the big, you know, reveal, what were your thoughts when they were going to the locker room, they're tied, you know, two to two. They're letting them win. Yeah. That's what I figured. I figured that, that he, Cole had told them to take it easy or something. I, I I I don't know if there were any like things he could notice where they were playing offhanded or whatever, but I thought that was a funny like way to do it. And also, I played in a basketball tournament one time where it was the, the age range was very wide. It was like eleven year olds to fifteen year olds, which is a big gap. And I played on this team and we just dominated. But we were older, you know, like we we just completely wiped the floor with everybody. And our coach, like he it got to the point where he's like, "All right, you guys can only shoot like left handed threes this period or whatever," you know um so i thought that was that was a pretty funny way to kind of handle that and but but i also felt like it was uh the ducks response to it was very heavy-handed yeah yeah i i don't know maybe i'm dumb like i didn't see it coming i was kind of mad i was like oh they just had a kumbaya moment and then they're tied like what happened and then they had the twist so i appreciate it i thought it was a good little uh reveal there yeah i mean they were so offended by it but like you you were getting dominated nine nothing against like hustle or whoever they played before so yeah i don't know tommy what was your just thoughts when they had the whole reveal and then the ducks got mad 
I liked her. Oh, well, first of all, I really liked the water cooler scene. Yeah. Uh, Nick was great because we weren't getting, we haven't gotten a lot of him the last couple episodes. I guess we got him on the draft, but um, good. Him getting the power raid, um, talking shit to his roommate was great. And then the roommates being like, we're playing with our off hands, you idiot, you know? And then Nick being all dumb and dumb. So like that, them being all pissed, but like the Evan I know wouldn't have done that. It's like, do what? Like follow the rules that his coach gave him? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and it's and like, also, they're not doing it to mock you. They're doing it like to legitimately practice. And it's also like, Hey, win a game when you're at a disadvantage and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would have been worse had they just wiped the floor with them. Like, like right. it would have, it would have felt worse. And then they, I don't know. I just, I thought how pissed off they were at Evan was like a, a bit of a stretch, but yeah. Real, real quick. I do want to give a shout out to uh, two, two bits. One was Paul at the beginning saying, this is round Robin play every team in nice. the top two at yeah. the end and so sets it up perfectly Coop's saying we got to win out to finish like to make it to the semis um which doesn't quite advance like track with what cole was saying because he just said top two teams play. right and so maybe it's just the top four teams advance to the playoffs but and then you got to think dominates the number one seed so we'll um we need to see how that uh table kind of works out but, but I, I do appreciate them explaining some of that a little bit. I, I can tell that the writers have listened to this podcast because we've blasted formatting <laughs> in the past. Yeah, no, that is a good point. Cole says top two teams, and then they're talking about oh, we need to go, like, uh, you know, win out to get to the semis, which if you're playing seven teams round robin, seven other teams round robin, you have, what, 14 games? And we, they've played three so far? Well, it's just a single round robin. Oh, and you so just play have, each team once. Yeah, four games left, and okay. so it's like finish four and three, you'll finish fourth or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a little more sense, but yeah. Yeah, the whole finals, semifinals makes sense. Let's see, before we go to a Oh, Rich Eisen, coming back. Was not expected yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he, he was great. Um, he had a, a couple really good one-liners again. Um, but yeah, I thought it, that was a, that was a, a nice little surprise. Yeah. And he had the inside info on it. He did his homework on, uh, Evan, you know, missing for the birthday party and then talking about his career. So good yeah, job. His on pre-game him. interview it was very good with coach. Cole. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a point from last episode that I do want to address. So we had, we saw the picture of Cole's Jersey in his office and it was a green. It kind of looked kind of like North Dakota Jersey. The theory now, or uh, uh, Dallas Stars jersey, the theory is that's actually his North Dakota jersey because he wore the North Dakota t-shirt. So played for North Dakota, drafted by Buffalo. We don't know how his career went from there. But I'm trying to look at anything. Any other notes before we get on to the awards here? Um, it's interesting. We, uh, we don't have as much to say, I think, because like, I, I really liked following the story in this. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like looking away, rolling my eyes, you know, like I have at a couple of other um, scenes, you know, it's expected. It's a, you know, it's a 22 minute soft, you know, drama, comedy, whatever. So I don't think there's much more to be said. I'm, I'm really excited for next episode. Um, I think this was the best episode of the season so far, maybe recency bias. Maybe it's because I'm expecting a lot from the next episode too, but curious to hear what all of our listeners uh, think and so make sure you're being active in the discord and make sure you're not posting spoilers until 48 hours after definitely uh, saw a couple of those 
A few things that I just want to touch on. Uh, I thought it was funny whenever Cole's talking so much shit in front of the kids. Uh, I thought that was good. I liked when Gertie was like, maybe we'll play opposite-handed. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I, I thought that was uh, that was very good. I also wrote down uh, after, in the third period, I wrote, uh, good for Evan, like rub it in their face. Like, like I don't know. He I, I, He's catching so much shit for for you know these innocuous little things I, I thought that was good and also I, I also wrote down oh now Sophie wants to play like I you know I don't know it's that so those are just a couple of quick little notes that I had yeah I guess that's that's that and you know Jace coming back to the end are two things we haven't talked about yet I'd like I kind of am coming around on the whole Sophie thing like she tried to not care and tried to be a rebel and then she she started realizing you know, that's not who she is. Like, she actually cares about hockey and wants to play hockey, which someone predicted in the Discord. I don't remember who, but uh took call to you for that. No, but, that was good, too, yeah. I, I like that Sophie became, and now, like, Sophie's out for blood, which is great, because Sophie was built up as to be like, hey, she's a good hockey player. Right. So, it's good. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, Jace comes back. So, now, you know, if they fix Jace, that sort of makes sense why they get good. They have Sophie now. They have Jace, who's the top player in his age group last year, according to Rich Eisen. So this is like a very recent thing where he sucks. So, yeah, just, um, yeah, Jace coming back with the stick. Your your feelings, your emotions when you saw that happen there. I, I liked it. I, I, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I thought I, it, it, he felt a lot like Charlie in that moment. Uh, I think that... Uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but it it, it kind of really felt like a Charlie Conway moment. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I I I do, I do appreciate that he's also like I don't know how I'm gonna help though. Like I like that. You know, yeah, because he still can't shoot. But <laughs> it was a little cheesy, but I I forgave it. And the the whole idea, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna help. And then him really coming back because he wants to stick it to his dad more so than, you know, being on the team, I thought was a good, like, little thing to come in. Like, hey, that's messed up how they switched hands on you, which I I still don't get, but apparently everyone at this camp takes that as the ultimate offense, so I'm willing to run with it. But let's take a short break here, and we'll come back with our awards. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back with our awards here, our MVP, our LVP, and our quote of the episode, MVP. Let's go to Tommy, your MVP of the episode. My MVP is actually going to be Alex. Um, I thought she was great throughout, even like in the beginning, you know, where she gets interrupted by the buzzer, you know, good face acting there and was good throughout, good campfire scene, you know, um, I think she's been dogged on a lot you know some of it very warranted but alex is very good in this episode so she's my mvp kevin i have alex as well um uh with honorable mention going to rich Eisen again but uh <laughs> uh no marnie no honorable mention for marnie this time she was absent from this episode but uh, yeah i had alex as well i thought she was really good i thought her like 
kind of handling of the situation was was really good. Yeah, it will be unanimous for Alex. I had her as well, mainly for that that campfire scene and like really getting deep into it. But yeah, she had some other moments there. I do wish um, she would have coached a little more earlier, so they weren't losing, you know, nine nothing. But uh, for the purposes of this episode, yeah, I thought Alex was very good. LVP. Uh, I'll start it off. I went with Coop just for his poor performance and that, and uh, didn't really have any funny lines either uh, off the ice that I can remember at least. So uh, I'm giving it to Coop. We'll go to Kevin. Your okay, LVP. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be unanimous on both of these, but uh, I also had Coop. Um, that was just a lackluster effort, you know. <laughs> Tommy. I'd say there was no effort by Coob on the ice. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm giving it to Coob. Um, not as many one-liners, but I, I did appreciate how they spread the love in this episode. So giving it to Coob purely for not being able to stop a single shot and uh, really actually not trying. That's really what gets you. Yeah. Even Goldberg would flop around. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he had to do. At least try. Like, he's at least we tried. Have, yeah, he's supposed to have good hand-high coordination. Nice, Tommy. Uh, so, like, it would make more sense if he, you know, couldn't stop anything on the ice or something, but he had a sweet glove. But, no, he just stood there. Uh, so, there there you go, Coop. MVP in the first episode, LVP in this episode. That's just the way seasons go, I guess. Uh, quote of the episode. Kevin, your quote of the episode. Uh, I, this one was kind of tough for me. Uh, I, I thought there were a lot of good quotes, but nothing really kind of stood out. Um, but I think I'm going to go – it's more for the delivery than anything, but um, – Rich Eisen saying, sacrificing his body is only one can in children's hockey. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, in children's uh, youth hockey, I think. Uh, also, with a, can I, a quick honorable mention, and I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but whenever uh, Nick says, let's stay on topping instead of topic, whenever the, the, they're like going over the, the analytics that he has, and they start talking about pizza, and he's like, you're right, you're right, let's stay on topping. <laughs> nice. I did not. <laughs> I did not notice that. So uh, honorable mention there. Tommy, your quote of the episode. Um, there are a lot of solid one-liners. I don't think there is like a runaway winner. I'm actually going to give it to something Nick said earlier when he's looking at a scouting report. And he says, uh, and there's a girl whose legal name is Rambo. And so <laughs> I'm going to give it to that, that one. I think that was my runner-up. Nice. Nice. I liked uh, Evan, you know, saying, you know, the shampoo in the locker room gives me great volume. Just being like all nervous and like trying to suck up to Coach Cole. So I liked it there. We, we might have to go to the Quackalites here for, for another quote of the episode. Um, honorable mention to Nick saying, you know, I've taken this as far as I can as GM. Oh, and three, not very far. I like that one. And then, yeah, putting it in the little tiny uh, trash can was kind of funny too. So. Yeah, that, that was a good moment. I also like um, whenever they're like doing high knees in the courtyard and he's like, dominate, jog in place. And she's like, ducks, breathe in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah, there was a I couple. think um, what they should have done is when Nick was put it in that little tiny trash can, which great, by the way, um, he should have just spent a good like six minutes of airtime just trying to like work <laughs> it into there, you know, just trying all different ways. Single shot. You don't look at a single reaction piece. It's just as long as you can of Nick trying to do it. And like eventually he just like starts tearing up pages individually and puts it in. I think that would have been a comedy gold and uh, would have been up for an Emmy. Wow. Yeah. It would have been it would have been funny to see how long they could go with that with before people were like, uh, what is going on here? But there you go. Looking for, for episode seven. Obviously, I don't think there's it seems like a pretty obvious episode. They're gonna go to the pond. 
They're going to practice with the NHLers. Um, anything else you guys are feeling for episode seven? I think it's knuckle puck time. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that camp too. I feel like there was enough like lead up with Keenan before this season that I, I think that that's what we get. Um, and I, but, which sucks because if it doesn't happen, it's going to be very disappointing. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that's what happened. Do, you, do we think one of the Ducks is in this theoretical world an NHLer? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't, I, I was not even considering that myself, but uh, it might make sense that you could, you could, well, I guess not Banks. So I don't know who, yeah. uh, Charlie, maybe. Charlie, uh, yeah. If it's, that, I that mean, was the only other thing I thought was maybe we'd get like a, a really shocking Joshua Jackson uh, cameo here. Hmm. Yeah. And unless we get like, it would be great if we got like Julie the cat in some capacity, like maybe mm. she's an assistant coach. That would know. be good. And maybe oh, she yeah. works with Coob and she's like, you are the worst hockey player I've ever seen. You need yeah. more energy. That'd be good. Yeah, I'd start giving him donuts and stuff. <laughs> the, the only thing that gives me Charlie Conway hope is, and this might be just a weird coincidence, but Josh oh, Jackson. Weird what? Coincidence, <laughs> sorry. I, I don't know what I was going for. Uh, but yeah, coincidence is the right word. He was, this was sent to us uh, over to where he was spotted by the paparazzi. He's taking like a paparazzi photo. He was wearing his Charlie Conway Mighty Ducks D5 jersey. You know, he's just walking with his wife. So why he would do that now? All right, that, we're, we're getting it. We're getting Josh Jackson, <laughs> baby. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it was out there on the interwebs. It was sent to us. So I'm very curious why that was all, you know, all this is happening at the same time. Adidas announced, you know, they're, they're putting the Mighty Ducks D5 and Hawks jerseys up, you know, official jerseys. They're creating shoes for them. So it's all sort of culminating this episode seven here. So maybe we do get Charlie Conway, but I'm still, I would say I have maybe 15% hope that he's coming out there. So I think that's actually a pretty good number. 15% confidence that he's going to make it. It's almost one out of five. <laughs> there you go. All right, for us, thequarkatech.com, go there, contact us at quarkatechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quarkatechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your review for this episode and what you think is going to happen in episode seven. Uh, Stay tuned for Monday. We got another bonus episode with a a special guest. So one of the cast members, I'll, I'll give you that as a tease. And, you know, if you follow the social media, you probably know who it is, but still, Monday. Be ready for it. Uh, thanks to our producers. Uche is still the most recent producer. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Right, right. The quick dick is back, Jack. Ooh,